Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positive Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Lily Walford. Lily Walford is a relationship coach that helps people to find relationships and love through intelligence. Through empowering busy professionals to find undeniable love that lasts. By sharing the most effective solutions in the dating and relationship industry through behavioral profiling, psychology, coaching and hypnotherapy. Lilia has been featured in the Red Magazine, Mary Claire, Bustle, The Daily Express, The Metro Newspaper, Cosmopolitan, Delish and The Sun Newspaper. In this episode, we talk about relationships, mindset, mind, energy, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. It's um it's great to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, awesome. It's uh it's great to have you on. I really appreciate it. And um yeah, I just thought I'd start off by kind of you know asking about how you kind of got into what you do because you're like you know dating and relationship coach and you know the kind of the website that you have and what was talking about previously is, is quite in depth mm, yeah so um, a little bit of background so i do something called behavioral profiling um i'll go into that in a little bit of depth in a, in a moment but it helps people to identify someone who's actually capable of a healthy relationship and also helps you to see if they're compatible with you as well. So um, the way I got into it, I mean, originally I was an accountant, so this is completely different to um, to what my roots were. But I went through some pretty toxic, narcissistic um, relationships where, yeah, it was just awful. Mm. <laughs> I was like stalked for five years and all sorts, and I went through from like bad relationship to bad relationship to bad relationship. And it kind of made this whole like quest to find 
you know, what is it that actually makes a healthy relationship? How can you find a healthy relationship? Because I think that's something that no one ever tells you how to do. You know, you see your parents and, you know, have a great relationship and you assume that it's something that's very easy, very natural. And, but I think a lot of people don't know how, especially now in nowadays of online dating, how to find a nice, healthy, loving relationship. And I found that a lot of the advice out there is very much like just focus on self-love and confidence and things like that. And I think, yeah, that's great, but there's still something missing. You know, for example, um, if you've ever dated someone like a narcissist, they're almost like energy vampires. You know, you can have great self-love, great confidence, but it's almost like if you've got a wolf and a sheep, for example, <laughs> you're not going to change um, the way that the wolf acts from just from the sheep having self-love and self-confidence. It doesn't work that way. So uh, I think it was last year, I partnered up in business with someone called Chase Hughes. He's a world leader in behavioral profiling. Um, so he's got something like $13 million of government-backed research that he's created to be able to profile someone within six minutes or less. Um, uh, you can also detect if someone's being deceitful or truthful with you, which is obviously really important when it comes to dating. Um, uh, and this is actually skills that have been used in the US military. So military operatives have used this information. So it's that accurate, it's that, um, uh, yeah, it's just such great info to be able to bring into the relationship and dating world. So you're not gonna get anything as accurate as that basically. So that's what we do. <laughs> wow, no, that's, that's awesome. And it's, it's interesting how you said you kind of made that switch. Was it, you said accounting, was it accounting you said? Yeah. That, that switch from that to like you know what you're doing now and I think I think like you know from, from my personal experience as well and I think you know with how the kind of world is moving now a lot of people are doing you know online dating especially I think with COVID especially yes. it's a bit difficult you know to, to meet people and to meet up but I, I think like it's pretty great how you said how you've got this technology you know at you know the side where you can use that with this this um you know dating platform and i think it's it's so key you know as a person to be with the right person and i think you know especially especially from my personal experience i mean everyone's got a different experience of online dating but i think it is a bit of a minefield it's a bit of a gamble sometimes you have to get to know people and online you don't really sometimes know who that person is um but like you said if you've got that platform where you can kind of break down that compatibility where two people can meet and you know be alike or have the same kind of kind of common interests is, is, is pretty great because a lot of the other websites it doesn't really have that it's like you know uh, everyone's different but uh interest something like this and it you, you know to me I, I don't think it, it's very accurate a lot of the other ones no, exactly. And I think one thing that's really scary that I find with um, online dating sites, we actually did a, a webinar um, last night on this. And it's something like 51% of people who are dating online are actually already in a relationship. 12% are actually married. And I think it's things like this, um, uh, which makes online dating harder 
you know, you hear about the terms like ghosting, breadcrumbing and all these different things. And it's usually because people are trying to hide away what's really going on in their life. They're not actually looking for a relationship. They might be just looking for a one night stand. They might be just be looking for a little bit of gratification, getting matches and likes and things like that. So one thing that we actually do as well, we've got an amazing person on the team who's, I think he's got about 18 years of experience of doing something called deduction. And what that is, is being able to look at photos and being able to pick out loads of different information from those photos. So we tested him out to see what he could actually take away from like these online dating profiles. And it was freaking amazing. We managed to find this one that we wanted him to, to have a look at. It gave him three photos. And literally within three minutes, he'd managed to tell us that this guy was a murderer, a rapist, <laughs> pedophile. <laughs> it was just um, uh, unbelievable, uh, you know, absolutely unbelievable. And we knew that this was true because we actually researched online, online dating profiles of murderers. So we actually managed to show him and prove to him that he he was completely right because we had the news article to go with it. But this is the stuff that you can literally take away from online dating profiles, just a few photos, and you're able to make a dis informed decision of whether to meet that person or not. And I think one thing that was absolutely fascinating about this was that prior to that crime that that guy had committed, he didn't even, he had a completely cre clean, <laughs> get my words out, clean criminal record. He didn't even have a parking ticket to his name. So, so if someone had met him um, uh, when he had that dating profile up, he wouldn't have committed any crime by then. Um, uh, and that could have put that person in danger. So the fact that we can spot all this information from a dating profile straight away just saves people a lot of time. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's that's pretty. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Like, I mean, that 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 use of technology is pretty pretty amazing. But plus, like, with like online, like I've heard a lot of horror stories where people have met people, and certain things have happened. And I think like you've just got to kind of use your common sense in some way. But I think in in some scenarios when people are meeting somebody. You know, it's, it's, it's exciting when you meet somebody, you're texting, you're dating, you know, whatever. And sometimes, you know, what I, I've learned is that, you know, your head isn't in the game almost. Your, your thinking kind of goes out the window. So, so like, like a lot of the times people probably aren't using the common sense because they're so kind of caught up in that moment of, you know, everything that's going on and you're not thinking straight. But I think it's, it's so amazing how that kind of technology and you know, can be used in this way to profile people and to detect certain, you know, characteristics or things that we can't really pick up on. Yeah, exactly. And this is and the scary thing is we're training people how to do this automatically within their minds. <laughs> they can literally mm. look at things and take that information away. And I think one thing that's really important to us is that people aren't just searching for red flags. Because when we look at red, when we search for red flags, we, we will see red flags no matter what, even if the person's completely honest and genuine. Because, you know, it's like if you've been hurt in the past, you're going to be afraid to open up to someone again. Then you've got the other side. If you see the, the good in someone, you're going to make excuses for them all the time. 
you know, oh, they were just having a bad day. Oh, you know, it was just a one-off. We'll see how it goes. But one thing I really love about this information is that we're able to show people how to see the truth. And one thing I love about doing that is it gives people an informed decision and also gives people the choice because we don't choose to go into an abusive relationship or in a relationship with the wrong partner or we don't choose that. And we want to be able to make an informed decision on who we're going to share the rest of our lives with. You don't want someone who's going to be wrong for you. You want to be able to be with someone and know it's going to be long lasting. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I agree. I think that's a really good point. I think like, you know, you want to be with someone who is, you know, on the same wavelength as you, you know, you're going to have those differences. Perhaps that's kind of like, you know, how relationships work, isn't it? But you want someone who's going to support you in what you're doing. And like you said, sometimes, you know, I know from my experience as well, um, like you said, you know, if you're an empathic or you're a certain kind of person, sometimes you attract certain kinds of people. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, I, I kind of like probably wanted to coach or help certain you know, people that I've had relationships with in the past, but it's not, you know, it's not your job to do that. But so I think some people can take, a, you know, take advantage of you as a person probably. And you, you can kind of lose yourself if you're not careful. Yeah. And I mean, every single relationship is going to be different for each person. But I, I mean, I think you kind of have to be quite mindful, don't you? And try and learn from past mistakes. Whereas some people kind of, they'll go back to the same kind of person or the same relationship even. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It's so true. And it's funny because the reason behind that is because we're just searching for what's familiar. You know, we always feel safe with what's familiar. And with a little bit of research I've done around um, narcissists is people who tend to be quite attracted to narcissistic, you know, narcissistic relationships is that there's usually someone um, from their childhood who, who they've grown up with, whether it's a parent, whether it's a family friend, whoever it might be, they've grown up with someone who's also narcissistic. So when they see that growing up or, you know, when they start dating, that's instantly an attraction there because it feels familiar. Mm. So it, it, that's a quite an interesting element there. Um, but it's also allowing people to have that awareness of what's going on because i think mm -hmm. where people feel frustrated where it comes to dating is that there's either no awareness of what's going on or there is awareness but they don't know what to do about it i tend to find that lots of people mm -hmm. tend to go okay i want to find the right one but i haven't got a clue where to start or where to find them <laughs> or how to attract them on tinder <laughs> For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree. It's it's really interesting, isn't it? And I mean, I I I I've used online dating and things like that. But part of me right now, I'm like, I find like some of the pla platforms applications they're not very good. Like I, mm -hmm. it, it's like. I think if you, because I, I was dating, I'm going to go too much into it, I was dating somebody and we met a few times and they just completely disappeared. Yeah. Completely just off the planet. And it's like, I, I said nothing wrong. I've done nothing wrong. A yeah. couple of months went by and you can easily think, oh, it's me. Yeah. And then you just start spiraling when you start, 
believe in that but it's not the case all the time it's it can be the other person for whatever reason yes um like do you do you think uh you know what was what would you say like this is the best way to, to deal with like on online dating would you say you just be careful with it um <laughs> like trust trust your instinct you know like there's definitely, definitely, um, I think instincts can help, but we always tend to listen to our instincts and tend to fall into those same patterns anyway. I mean, how many people have gone into relationships and gone, oh, well, I did see that at the beginning, but I kind of just ignored it and went with it anyway. So uh, one thing I'd say that's really, really important is to actually know what you're looking for in the beginning. Mm. Because I tend to find so many people tend to go into relationships or going to dating and just hope for the best rather than actually think about what they want and I always almost call this the um I compare this to like shopping you know if you're going to do your food shop for the week and you go in there with your list and you know exactly what you're going to buy I can almost guarantee that you're going to get 97% of your shopping okay but if you go in there and you're absolutely bloody starving <laughs> you're gonna go into that shop you're gonna have stuff in that trolley that and it's not necessarily healthy for you but it might just feel good at the time and you're gonna miss half of the ingredients that you're gonna need to go and make your weekly meals so and i think dating's the same if you go in there absolutely starving desperate wanting to find a relationship you're not gonna get something great out of it you know, when we're starving, even a pot mm. noodle seems really good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a few of those uh, a few days ago. Um, yeah, but <sighs> then af afterwards, I was like, oh, why did I do that? I have a stomachache now. Um, but no, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's it, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And I think, if you know, whatever you kind of, seek it's kind of seeking you isn't it like if you're wanting like a quick fix you're going to get that and mm -hmm. it's not really going to serve you the same and I, like i i think like I, I, what, it, what i think is that sometimes people find it easier to meet people to have a one night stand to to uh to just date casually because mm -hmm. like you know i think like relationships they take a lot of time and energy yeah. and i think a lot of people like i said they haven't dealt with their past or what or whatever happened in the past and they're going into relationships and being triggered because we all got in, we've all got insecurities haven't we yeah, but definitely. we 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 can't bring that into into the relationship because it just weighs you down and i think that that can happen and and sometimes people you know they just want something quick not there's not all people this is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, you know what really yeah and as it's it's a shame really that you know some people are, are stuck in that kind of cycle. loop almost like yeah but but would you say with with the uh you know website and the platform that you're you know you're, you've established and you're working on is there been like good results from you know people using it yeah so when people have gone through like her training it's been really interesting because like you said you know a lot of people who are almost afraid of dating who are afraid of going into that relationship it's easy to do the one night stands and all those different things and it's partially because 
you tend to have this element where we need to heal to be able to form those really great connections. You know, where those mm. connections that feel easy, where you can be vulnerable, where you can be open. And that's what relationships are really about. It's about being able to have this really deep connection where you can be open, where you can be open without judgment. I think that's the important bit because those insecurities are all about being afraid of being judged. Mm. And I think when in relationships, it's almost being shown how to communicate, how to collaborate. So you're bringing that relationship together, how to have that consideration so for each other and also the relationship and that just makes a really strong basis of having that relationship but it's also having that relationship with the right one so the last element is compatibility so the the, the way we take people through that is you know intelligent healing so knowing how to heal also how to profile someone so if you can profile someone within six minutes you kind of know whether you're talking to someone who's got potential to be a long lasting partner or someone who's not. So you're not wasting your time with the wrong one. Cause let's face it, if you're dating, it usually takes a good three months to find out if it's gonna be something that's not gonna work or not. Okay, mm. and that's just, yeah, <laughs> wasting a lot of time. And the other element is knowing how to connect deeply, you know, to create that intimacy. So that's mm. what the forms that long lasting relationship. Mm. Yeah. yeah no I, I really agree with you and I think they're really key kind of like components aren't they in a relationship like you said like it's almost like I think of it like you know like how a watch works and all the cogs in between that kind of connect to it and it goes together it's, yeah. it's a bit like that isn't it and I think like if you haven't got that trust if you haven't got that communication um, you know I think communi communication is like probably a key part isn't it I mean from, yeah. from my experience from relationships I've had is that sometimes I've not been in the moment in the past and I've said said something three days later and it's no good if it's no good three days later because you have because <laughs> or if the other person brings something up two weeks ago you're like it was two weeks ago why don't you tell me now yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and, but you know that that's that's by and by but uh <laughs> um but communication is key isn't it and I think with social media we've got all these devices to be able to communicate but people don't seem to do you know what i mean to sometimes communicate effectively yeah completely i think um it's quite so funny like you're saying about like um, saying something to someone you know three days or, or two excited i think we've been all been guilty with that and it kind of creates yeah. horrible background pissed offness basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i think as well social media oh yeah social media we kind of miss out on that proper key interaction so i always find that like if you ever look in the nlp world we always say that um communication is seven percent words it's 38 percent tonality so the way we speak and then a 55 percent body language so when we're getting a text message or seeing a social media post we're missing this huge element of being able to to actually see what's going on, you know, seeing facial expressions, seeing mm. language, because even if you don't subconscious, if you don't consciously know how to read body language, guess what? Con you know, on a subconscious basis, you'll be picking up more than you realize, mm. which is quite, you know, quite interesting. You can see if someone's listening, you can see if someone's focused, you can see if someone cares. Um, 
but also we can, you know, with the profiling aspect, we can see a lot, a lot more layers than people might realize. Yeah. <laughs> for example, if someone turns around and goes, yes, I'm ready for a relationship and they're, they're saying all the right things, we can actually see if there's a mismatch with their body language and what they're actually saying as well, which is really important, which helps mm. with the uh, first stages of dating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I find it really fascinating and really interesting to talk about because I think it's almost like an ongoing process, isn't it? Like a learning process for every single person. And we can all kind of relate to it in some way because we're all kind of in a relationship, people are in a relationship or they're seeking a relationship or or they're not one, you know? Like there's, there's all like a, a relatable, uh, like a relativity to it. And... I think, you know, it is de it's definitely, we're always learning things. I think like, you know, people I know who are, you know, slightly older, you know, still figuring out along the way. So I, mean, I, don't, I don't think there's like a set kind of goal is there is when you figure it out because it's kind of like an ongoing process. But I think like you said, paying attention to, pe you know, how people communicate and what you're picking up on is massive, isn't it? Because, I mean, sometimes I've been, I've been in relationships and, you kind of see things, you pick up on things, but you can kind of put it aside or kind of glaze it over and just see it. But you almost tell yourself it isn't happening. Mm -hmm. you, you, you're you telling yourself it's going to change one day or something like this. Yeah. But like you said, there's early warning, well, you know, there's warning signs and like that communications like key. Yeah, exactly. I think as well, you know, you think about the information that, that's currently out there um uh, it's very much like if you want to try and improve your relationship there's a lot of like manipulation techniques out there so mm. I for the for the guys there's like the pickup artist community <laughs> which is like you know very interesting when you start looking at things like that and then for women it's very much like learning around scripts of these 10 things to make them fall in love with you and we assume like number one, there's these horrible like manipulation side of things to get someone to feel something for you. There's also the other aspect of because you're using those techniques, you've, there's an element of you that doesn't feel enough in that relationship. Mm. Like you almost need to do something to make something you <laughs> rather than just be you. And I think that's something that's quite scary in, in you know, the relationship and dating world where we want to make genuine connections like honest and genuine connections through being someone that we're not. So you almost got these two little puppets, if you like, you know, that that we're or two actors trying to play out a genuine relationship, and it doesn't work like that. So I think there's like all these different elements to it as well. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and it's like I think, like you said, you have to be yourself, don't you, in a relationship? And if you're not being yourself, that you know that that. That takes a lot of energy to try and be something that you're not, doesn't it? And I think yeah. that's why I think sometimes people see the cracks probably because they're actually seeing the person for who they are, you know, if, if they're playing a front. Yeah. Um, like, would you, would you, would you say that, because like people always try and, I think parents sometimes tell people what they need to do or how relationships <laughs> should be. Do you, do, do you, do you think people, you know, like with relationships, people need to just find out on their own path, if that makes sense? Yeah. Is kind of. 
completely it's actually like it's a really great point because it's actually a point where in my course where I actually get people to say right okay what was you know think about your first relationship that you've ever seen quite intimately is your parents okay when you're growing up your childhood so you, even if your parents are split up you've seen that interaction how that works so we almost have this set way unconsciously of how a relationship is and how a relationship works but it's when we actually step back and say right okay what is it that I want what is it that I want that's different what is it that I want the same what's the whole relationship that I do want and what are my beliefs because mm. I don't know if you've learned about a lot around beliefs but beliefs are created between the ages of zero and seven years old and what they tend to do is they hang around in the background in our, uh, in our subconscious and it really influences our actions and our behaviors in relationships. It's like we're saying about those insecurities or, for example, you know, um, your beliefs might be something on the lines of gender roles in relationships. So men are the providers and that and the other and women stay at home and look after the children. If you've got these kind of beliefs going on in the background of how you believe a relationship should be, then that's going to influence the way that you see relationships and the way you interact and your behavior mm -hmm. in relationships as well. So it's almost like taking it back and looking at the layers that you currently believe and actually taking a moment to think, okay, is that what you really, really want? Or is it something mm. different? If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. It's it's definitely true, isn't it? And I think like you said, the subconscious mind's programmed with like is it the first, like I said, the first seven years of your life. So, you know, whatever's kind of your you know, you're like a sponge almost, aren't you, in those first years where you're picking up on how probably how your parents are being um and all of that and i think it, it's pretty it's pretty that's pretty frightening when you think about it because it's like you can't control what's unfolding at those you know those years in your life and you're just kind of soaking that up so when you go out into the world you're like oh, okay well this is you know what however you're behaving and i think it's it's a very it's a, it's a very like mindful kind of place you have to go to isn't it I think with your wanting to be in the right relationship probably yeah um, for sure for sure as you, well if you think even down to the levels of things like social conformity of you know mm. the social dynamics of what we believe a relationship should look like as well that has a huge influence on the way that we believe that things should be so <laughs> even like yeah. You know, you're almost like, um, uh, have you ever been in a situation where you've had a huge argument with, with your partner and then all of a sudden you've gone into a social situation two minutes later and act like everything's fine? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> because there's this social pressure of like, you know, showing that everything's great and, you know, we've got a great relationship and things like that. So I think that's got a huge part to play as well. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I think, like, especially with social media and, like, you know, you could put up photos. And, like, I remember, you know, one relationship I had, people are like, oh, you know, everything's okay on Facebook. You look so happy. And I'm like, yeah, but that's just, like, a picture. I mean, <laughs> you... It's... it's. But I, I, I've got nothing against putting people putting photos on Facebook. It's just kind of how it is. But uh, I think when you go into the social situations, there is that kind of... That kind of mask of if you want to mm -hmm. appear to be okay even though things might not be um 
yeah in like arguments it's it's yeah it, it it's it's crazy when you think about it when you break it down and but you like you, know, you said it's you have to peel back those those kind of layers of the onion so to speak don't you yeah yeah definitely definitely i think this is the thing i think people think that you know relationships are, are straightforward they are if you're the right one <laughs> but we're left thinking you know if you're mm. the wrong type of person who's not compatible you're kind of left thinking like oh well it must be me <laughs> or there, mm. there must be something going wrong and it's it's I think being being able to provide this sort of program this kind of insight at this quite deep level we're able to show people the way to have clarity to actually find the right one and mm. find the issues you know for example like if you look at your past relationships you know we're able to give people the clarity to let them know why their past relationship didn't work and mm. why it failed and I think that's a real healing process for a lot of people as well yeah no i know exactly and i think like as well you know if you've got family members and things like that it's a funny place for them because they can't really tell you know you know it's your you're an adult and they might drop hints or say things sometimes and you're like okay um and it's almost like sometimes the whole kind of world can see it as an observer sometimes but you kind of can't see it when you're in it and it's it's it's, it's interesting it's interesting how how our minds work and how we can kind of don't see things. But I, I agree with you as well. And um, like with, with what you're doing, I see that you've got a lot of kind of like traction and you've been in like articles and in the media as well, like magazines and that kind of thing. Yeah. Did you, did you expect that to happen? Like I see you've definitely been in some quite big. Yeah, no, definitely not in the beginning. I mean, we've been in um, a lot of press and national press um um, business partner Chase Hughes he's actually been on the Dr Phil show over in America quite recently awesome yeah I've, I really do believe that this is going to be like the revolution of dating and relationships um, another thing that we're bringing forward that we're starting to take applicants for is matchmaking with intelligence so we actually profile people who genuinely want to be in long um, long lasting relationships and we're able to have a look at that, you know, profile them, profile a potential partner and take them through an awesome six month process to end up in a long lasting, loving relationship. And I am so excited about this because I was chatting to someone oh. um, today and they were saying that they were getting so frustrated with dating, you know, so frustrated with things like Tinder and and things like that and I think you know when you have a look at the stats of like 51% of people um, on online dating already in relationships when you have a look at like I think it's like 10% of sex offenders go and have a look for their victims online <laughs> and things like that it's terrifying so yeah. by bringing this process in we're able to take a lot of the pain and take a lot of the mm. uncertainty out of dating for people so yeah about that <laughs> yeah no that's great and i think it's great you know what you're doing and that you know you're you know you love what you do and you know you're wanting to help other people you know to find their you know ideal partner and i think that's a, that's kind of what it's all about and i think there is a lot of kind of stigma with certain you know dating apps um you know not all experience that i've had with through online dating have been bad you know like a lot of them you know being pretty you know, met some quite okay you know okay people and like some of the some of the apps you have to pay for 
um and you're like is it, it's not really even even worth paying for because it's just <laughs> crap and um i i got I, I was talking to a girl i won't get too much into it i talked to a girl for a while and i asked literally asked for a number and she reported me on on tinder when i was using tinder at the time no. i got blo- i got blocked i can't go i can't use it anymore but <laughs> I've, i i've kind of taken it as a sign i was like okay well it's just not meant to be and Part of me feels better that I'm not using it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, you know, you're talking to someone for a while, for like a couple of weeks or a month, and you just ask for the number. It's like, it makes you, well, you kind of doubt yourself to begin with, but then you're kind of like, well, what is the right way to kind of talk to somebody or get to know someone? When is the right time to ask for the number? Um, you know, do do you think, there's a certain kind of way of structuring a dating profile is should people put lots of information, you know, the kind of picture. Yeah. Do I'd you... say, yeah, I'd say it's always thinking about uh, like, how do you want people to see you and understand you? So mm. if you think about the elements of your life, that's really important to you. So it might be, and it might be, for example, traveling, um, mm. friends going out, well, make sure your pictures reflect that. Um, make sure that your interests um, are listed because that can make such a great talking point for people. Yeah. And I'd say, you know, if you're going to go ahead and talk to people, skip the, hey, how are you doing? Having a good weekend. Go into something a bit witty or ask something about their profile or something like that, which actually shows that you've taken interest, that you've taken the time to um uh, to really understand this person before we write writing that message so yeah their elements that can really really help but that's, that's really fortunate though like the number thing getting blocked yeah <laughs> I, I was just like, i've been been talking four weeks i just you know i swear for the number now, talking four know. weeks like four weeks yeah and it was just like <laughs> yeah but, awful. I know. but uh <laughs> yeah it's crazy crazy world sometimes but uh I, I kind of learned that I, I I had my kind of life coach title in, in uh, the profession, mm-hmm. and I'd have people sometimes saying, "Oh, I, I need a life coach," and 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 I was like, "I'm here to date. I'm not here to find clients." Yes. And yes. and then I was like, "I'm not going to put that on my profile anymore because you, it's all a learning curve, isn't it? It's all a process." But I think through what you're doing, it seems like the way the right way to go. You know, that's kind of how. It, it seems a lot better than a lot of <laughs> the other <laughs> platforms that are out there. It saves it, like I said, it saves all the awkward messages and the mm. wrong dates. And I think you know when we when we go into things like online dating, how much time and emotional energy do we mm. put into it? You know, trying to find the right one. And you mm. think about it in terms of like even if you were going to do like a financial investment, for example. It's like that. It's like that investment versus the what you're going to get back. You know that mm. investment. When you date, when you're going on those online dating sites and you're putting all that energy in, or you might be paying for the the app or whatever, and then suddenly getting shot down and not getting anywhere. That's pretty. Yeah. Tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want to make sure it's like really easy for people. We want to make it. We want to bring that joy back into dating again and making mm. it fun, making it interesting, making those deep connections rather than the superficial rubbish that's uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. relationships. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's another element is, you know, how many people or how many couples do you know that you feel that they have the best relationship, you know, the type of relationship that you would want for yourself? How many people do you know? And it's probably mm. not that many. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, I, I've, I, I've seen some people have these relationships where they'll be arguing and they'll be kicking off. Mm. And then the next morning it's like, that never happened and sometimes that <laughs> that can happen that can happen to, you know in relationships um but I, I think like it's good that you know you can bounce back but i think you have to probably communicate and address things don't you yeah. about things that kind of are working and on um do do you have any like books you recommend that you'd so, like to read at all yeah so uh, the behavioral profiling um, I definitely recommend the ellipsis manual by Chase Hughes. It's absolutely fascinating. You'll get a lot from that book. Um, what's another good one that I really like? What have I got? <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't read them from here, but I can see there's books on there. <laughs> I, I actually love as well, Brené Brown. Um, any Brené Brown book I love because it really helps you understand like the vulnerability, the empathy side, which is really important to relationship. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I've read so many relationship books out there, but I would really struggle to recommend one. <laughs> yeah. Awful. But yeah. I'd say definitely the ellipsis manual and definitely anything by Brené Brown where you can actually have a look at sort of the emotional side so you can actually yeah. see the connections with people. No, that's awesome. It, like as well, did, did you, have you ever read uh, that, that classic one, Men from Mars, Women from Venus? Is that? No, no. John, John Gray. Oh, well, one of my ex-girlfriends told me to reach you, like, you need to read this. And I was like, okay, cool. So I've read, I read like a third of the book and I was like, oh, Okay, I'll put that on the shelf now. But <laughs> it's uh <laughs> but it was it was um uh, it was a very deep book. I think I'll probably need to read it again. You know, like a lot of these some of these books are very deep, you know, it's kind of the psychological side of it. Um yeah. but yeah, no, I think like you said, those those books sound great, and I think it's important to kind of read those kind of books, isn't it? So yeah. probably apply it to your life and your your relationship. Yeah, I'm actually writing a book as we speak as well. So I hope awesome. I'm publishing it by the end of the year. But it actually takes people step by step through the processes that I take my clients through to be able to find that perfect relationship for you as well. So yeah. that'll be being released soon. No, great. That's awesome. And I'll, I'll definitely promote it and Thank share you. it. And, and if you want to come on again, you know, we can talk about your book yeah. when, you know, when, you, when you release it as well. Thank you. No, this has been so much fun. So thank you for having me on. No, no, you're very welcome. Like, where can people find you on social media and uh, your website, yeah. that kind of thing? So we've got a website, um, which is lovewithintelligence.com. Got some really cool mm. resources on there at the moment. So we've got a free PDF guide on how to find the right one. We've also got a really cool webinar as well, um, which helps people to find the right one in six months or less. We're also on Facebook and we're also on Instagram and LinkedIn as well. Oh, awesome. That sounds great. But um, but no, I'll definitely share all your details and I'll put it in the description for you as well. But, uh, you know, I wish you all the best in your book and, you know, all that you're doing. I think you're doing great work and um, I hope, you know, people take a lot from this and check it out because it, I think it's definitely important. 
Lovely. Oh, well, thank you so much. Really, really no. appreciate it. No, no, you're welcome, Lily. You're welcome. But um, have a lovely evening. Thank you. You too. Welcome. Hi, I'd like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. I really hope that you was able to take some positive value away from this episode. I'm also on YouTube at The Positivity Podcast. If you would like, share and comment or subscribe, it would really help my channel to grow. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach that helps people to live a more fulfilling life and to achieve their goals. Any questions, any feedback for my podcast, you can email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. And any inquiries for life coaching, goal setting or mentoring, please email me also at the same email address, thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes. Take care. Hi, I just thought I'd uh, make this announcement that I'm looking for someone to sponsor my podcast. If you would like to sponsor my podcast, um, please email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. And I'm also looking for, you know, people who want to advertise their content on my podcast as well also. Um, you know, we can talk more about it on a Zoom call or, you know, like a WhatsApp call or something. Um, you know, into the kind of um, deeper side of like, you know, how much it's going to cost and this kind of thing. But I'm looking for people, you know, who have a business or a product or a website or, you know, something that they kind of want to promote. I'm happy to promote that on my podcast and I will do a pre-roll, mid-roll, end roll. So I'll, you know, talk about what your product is and where people can find it, how much it is and, you know, deals and this kind of thing. So if you have a product or know anyone that has a product that they, you know, want to put out there and they want to gain more traction, please, please, please email me at thepositivepodcast at gmail.com. Um, even if it's an app, you know, you have an app that people are creating, um, a website, a pod, you know, or, or another podcast, uh, please get in touch and let me know and I'll be happy to uh, look into it and promote it on my show. But uh, yeah. You know where to find me at the policy podcast at gmail.com. Thank you.